0: Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Andrew Cooperwriter show. Of course, I'm your host Andrew Cooperwriter, and today we're going to take a moment on this episode to talk about crime. I know what you're thinking. Crime. What a horrible topic to go to, but at the end of the day, it's affecting all of us. We're seeing shootings every day in Lexington. Uh, We're seeing shootings every day in Louisville, out in our rural areas, we're seeing increased drugs and everything else, and we're going to talk about what caused it, how do we deal with it, how do we address it, what can we do, what can we do, because right now what we see is a whole lot of incompetence, especially in our liberal leaders in our cities, and what can we do to grab control of those cities, right, so we'll be going into that and much, much more, but first, guys, thank you so much for joining me, hit the share button for us, Hit the, uh, like comment, subscribe, go ahead and push this out to as many people, as you know, uh, you know, we sit here, we dig in on these things and, uh, I think it's really important people hear about it additionally as well. Um, I want to uh, tell everybody about an event going on this Saturday. Um, that's this Saturday. So we're recording this here or this episodes, I'm sorry, going out on September 13th. So it's that following Saturday there. Um constitutional Kentucky will be having their third annual Liberty dinner and auction at the Claudia Sanders dinner house. I got to tell you this. I go to a lot of political dinners. Okay. Whenever there's one at Claudia Sanders dinner house, that is when we're most excited. Most of these other dinners, you pay way too much money and then you show up, you can get an asparagus and a tiny piece of chicken. That's lukewarm because it's been sitting out for an hour, waiting on y'all to sit down and get served. And you get a salad that came out of a bag, and it doesn't fill you up and doesn't taste very good. But I tell you what, this Claudia Sanders Dinner House, anytime there's a political event there, political dinner there, I want to make that a priority. You should, too. The Constitutional Kentucky Dinner, that's this uh, weekend. I'm sorry, it's this Saturday. It starts at 530. Go to uh, ConstitutionalKentucky.com, ConstitutionalKentucky.com. And go ahead and check that out. This year, they're going to have the keynote speaker of Lily Tang Williams. She's a Chinese immigrant, communism survivor, firsthand witness to the horror of Mao's revolution and congressional candidate for New Hampshire District 2. So that is certainly somebody I would want to go listen to. I will be there, and I hope you join me. So come on out, ConstitutionalKentucky.com It's the name of that. Now, we're coming up on an important deadline for... Uh, the campaign there. So if you could visit c4ky.com, that is the c4ky.com, and go ahead and leave a donation for your favorite, favorite politician, Andrew Cooperwriter, run for state treasurer. So there you go. So thank you guys once again so much for joining me, and let's talk about crime. Let's talk about what the issues are, okay? Now first, why are we seeing an increase in crime. Well, well, hold on. Let me rewind. Let's say you don't live in Louisville or Lexington or maybe Bowling Green or an area that you feel is not being touched about crime. Why should you care? Number one reason why you should care is, frankly, frankly, Northern Kentucky, Louisville, Lexington, uh, uh, Bowling Green, these urban areas—they are economic drivers of our city, of our city, of our state. Whether you like it or not, no matter where you live, Louisville, Lexington. These other towns, they drive us, they, they, they're an economic engines in part to the state. Obviously, uh, I, I'm not saying they're more valuable than any other area. They're not. I'm just saying that all of it works together. And without them, we would be worse off economically as a... State And of course, anywhere we've got a lot of people congregating. The other reason why is because we don't want to lose our state. And so you could say, well, these are liberal areas, we'll leave them to it. But as those liberal areas grow, and if they start to take over our area, uh, and they start to to branch out, they can grab control of the state. So no matter where you live, you should care what's going on and what's happening there. And simply abandoning it and leaving their problems to the left is not going to solve anything. So. Let's dig into it. And why is this coming up now? Well, over the weekend, over the last few days, Lexington. Saturday night, they had a uh, four shootings. Not, I believe, nine people shot um, in on Saturday in Lexington. Night or two before that, we had an officer struck uh, in a in a in a shooting. There, police officer injured in a shooting. Um, I believe that was Thursday night at a hotel. Um, they had the, the place where they had the shooting the other night. They had 150 officers, as I'm told, downtown. There was still a shooting. They don't care. They don't care. So what goes into it? What's part of it? Well, let's let's kind of dial this all in. So we've got two issues that have led to the current problem to a degree. Three, really. So let's talk about the first issue, um, the lockdowns. The lockdowns had led to a lot of these problems. Why? They disrupted people's lives. They also led to more sales in the drug industry. You pumped a bunch of money out there into the economy. You laid off a bunch of people. And a lot of those people may be recovering addicts or things like that. That's why you're seeing fentanyl deaths grow. We're seeing drug grow. That's putting more money onto the streets. It means there's going to be more crime because anytime you have money, in those illicit and illegal trades is when you're going to have crime. And so those lockdowns were that have, have boosted that drug economy, <coughs> permanently damaged lives, of course, drugs have. And then in turn, that has now helped create it. So that's part of the reason. Here's the other reason. So we had that initial increase there. But then the other thing is we're short on officers everywhere. Everywhere is pretty much dealing with a short on officers. And here's the reason why. Let me ask you this: Would you want to be a police officer in today's current climate? Ask yourself that question. If you're a cop, or if you're not a cop, would you want to be a police officer in today's current climate? Because what we see is, I, I, I'm, let's take away even some of the 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 so-called controversial things like George Floyd or or Breonna. Take that away. I remember. Just just a little bit ago, uh, a year or two ago, when we had um, um the BLM riots going on in Columbus, there was a riot protest that broke out because an I, I believe a black officer, but an officer doesn't really matter what skin color they were, shot another woman who was in the process of stabbing somebody like literally is on body camera. He shot the woman as she had a knife up and was slashing down at another woman, shot her killed her in order to protect the woman who was about ready to be stabbed okay clearly a justified shooting that's just one example and yet there's protests and riots and everything else in columbus ohio to deal with that that is the kind of societal problem the police are dealing with so that's the first issue that and then you have a bunch of weak leadership in these cities that will throw these officers under the bus in a heartbeat in a heartbeat they will throw them under the bus something the other night it was 2 3 nights ago it was in a hotel officer responds to the shooting okay he gets shot shoots the well we don't know who shot him but the 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 offender was shot killed and so the mayor's asked is it at all concerning to you that the officers responding to the call were white and the responding to who was shot was black and the mayor responds with i'm not prepared to comment on that at this time that's it not sitting out here saying The officers of Lexington, Kentucky, go through rigorous trainings, and they were not responding to a call because of racism. They were responding to a call because they were called out there, and then they protected themselves. And until we see evidence to the contrary, there is no way we're going to assume at all that there's any kind of racial bias involved here. And the officers in this case were simply responding to a call and simply even asking that question is offensive and is the problem because you're charging up the conversation to being racially uh, uh, segregated or about race when all it is is about protection. Because what are you saying? Are you saying that minorities don't want to have safe communities Communities, either? Of course they do. But this divisive rhetoric is destroying our cities and towns. They're just It's just destroying it. That would have been how I would have responded. But of course, the mayor responds with, I'm not going to comment on this at this time. Shame on you, Mayor Gordon. Shame on you. Stand up for your officers because they're out there putting their lives on the line and you're not standing up for them. You have an officer shot. The other night we had, you, had, you had four shootings, nine dead. Gordon doesn't say anything here in Lexington. Nothing, nothing at all. I'm too busy. It's Sunday, family day. Got nothing to say. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's a problem caused because in Lexington we had... BLM marches going on when they didn't do anything, do any bronze stuff. You had you and, and all those other things, you had BLM marches going on in Lexington. I remember because we, we didn't go downtown for weeks on end because of what was going on down there, and you played into you respond, oh well, we need to have more community conversations. If you had a little bit of backbone, you would have stood out there and said, in our community. This is not going on. If it was going on, we'll be happy to stand there and fight with you on that issue. But it's not going on. Officers are not racist. Move on with your day. That would have been the response, but that takes a little bit of backbone. That takes uh, doing what's right so people don't end up killed in the streets. But it isn't what's politically expedient. So that's part of the problem. you got an officer of that community. You've got increased money going in and drug trade and trafficking and everything else. And then you've got a third problem. You're getting more and more liberal prosecutors that are not locking people up. I mean, we've had issues here in Lexington uh, where you had a guy arrested for stabbing somebody the next night, <laughs> let out that same evening. The next day, he goes into work and stabs somebody. You know, and this wasn't a rich guy. It wasn't like uh, he just paid a lot of money and then was able to go out and stab people or something like that, that, that they post a high bond. And he just happened to put, nope. It was just a, judges screwing it up and prosecutors screwing it up. So what do we do? About that. So we've got these these Soros prosecutors here in Lexington. Things are about to get worse. The person who just took over, I believe her name is Angela Evans from the prior Commonwealth Attorney. That's like our prosecutors, of course, here in the state of Kentucky, as a Commonwealth attorney, is a George Soros funded Commonwealth woke BLM attorney. And it's gonna get worse because the point of of arresting people, charging them with crime, and putting them in with prison isn't just to punish them, but it's to get them away from us law-abiding citizens so we don't have to worry about it and we can live in our communities. So what can we do? We've got a couple options here. Now, in the long run, we got to get active in these communities. If you're conservative, speak out. We, in these these communities, we believe, well, it's so liberal, we don't want to speak out about this or that or this or that. Oh man, I don't want to not be liked by my friends or family or something, so I better be quiet about it. Shame on you. Stand up and speak out in these communities. Make sure other conservatives know they're not alone. And so that way, too, people are not guilted or or somehow believe, well, this is the only only message I'm hearing is this very liberal, lefty message about about crime and and what should be going on in this area or about anything. All I'm hearing is liberal messages, so I guess that's how everybody feels so. And I don't want to be left out, so I'm going to vote that way. It's weird how the human psyche works. If you just stand up and say something, more people will join you, and that's how you change minds. So part of it's elections locally from the people in that area, but that's hard to deal with. And the rest of the community can't just give it up. Additionally, as well, as I covered earlier, the rest of the state can't just surrender these areas to these thugs and criminals uh, in cities run by a bunch of incompetent fools. Can't do that. I get it. It makes it easier, but we can't, they're economic drivers. And then also as well, do it do you view life as meaningful or not? I mean, do you want these people dying on the streets because they're being shot by criminals that that these morons can't get in line and figure it out? Years and years and years and have these issues and they can't get this figured out. They can't get it figured out. Somebody does something wrong, you arrest them, you charge them, you prosecute them, you put them in jail, that's it. And they can't get it figured out. You know, they're trying to create new terms for new things. Here's the bottom line. You do something wrong, you get caught for it, you go to jail. And I understand this argument about, well, you know, better community policing and forming relationships with people. and I'm not saying that's not important. that is I hear you. that is important. But right now we've demonized our police officers. and most of these officers look, you know teachers and officers have something in common they're they're they literally though they get paid to do it. Right. It is a service in a sense. When you're joining be a police officer or you're joining be a teacher, you're not necessarily expecting to become rich off the profession. Though if you're an officer or teacher for a long enough time, sometimes you can get into the six-figure salary area. But it's not like a you're going to school for business or engineering or something, or doctor, and, and part of it might be helping people or whatever, but a large part of it is you can also make money, lawyer. You can make a lot of money at that. No, these people, teachers and and police officers, they're not expecting to necessarily become a millionaire off of being a police officer or a teacher. So sitting there and just saying, well, it's because we're not paying officers enough is not accomplishing the full story because they're not monetarily motivated per se. They need to pay their bills, but they're intrinsically motivated in a belief that they want to make a difference in their community. Same as teachers, same police officers. They want to make a difference. They're intrinsically motivated. The good ones, especially, are intrinsically motivated. And when you're being called a, a racist bigot, whatever, and then you're arresting the same person every night, night after night, who's doing the same stuff every day, and then the prosecutors and the and the and the judges and and everybody else just keeps releasing them, you're gonna feel like you're spinning your. I did a few ride-alongs with police officers here recently. I did it while I was running for the state senate because I wanted to learn more about what was going on with their day-to-day. And the vitriol and aggressiveness they're treated with just by, it's it's a thankless profession to a large degree, especially by the people that they're trying to help. Because when people do commit a crime, they're not getting in trouble for it. And then that leaves them doing a lot of tasks that they try to do their best at, but that leaves them doing things like writing speeding tickets a lot of times and everything else. And that, of course, isn't that, that's how most of us get interaction with them, and that doesn't necessarily leave us in a real positive mindset, per se. And I'm not saying there's not bad officers. I get that. But sitting here saying that oh, all these police officers, they're, they're bad. No, they're not monetarily motivated either. Just pumping more money isn't into it. They want to feel like that when they catch the bad guy, something happens. They want to help their community, and they're not being allowed to do that. The other aspect to this, so you, so you've got that's that's part of the policing issues going on. So what we're seeing is is that um, police are one um, being treated badly by community, and that goes into uh, generally. Uh, these areas and and they're addressing, we've got to be willing as citizens to stand up and say, no, that is wrong. No, that's not racist for them to No, that is incorrect. We want officers in our streets. We want our police departments well-funded and everything else, but that isn't just it. And all these may be fancy, whatever programs, we're going to reinvent the wheel. They aren't working either. They aren't, they aren't working. Okay. I'm going to say they aren't working. I said this in a, a, past podcast: the justice system needs to be about justice and i understand the rehabilitation and aspect of criminals and everything else and, and and drug users and everything else and i'm not against us looking at that and addressing that but our justice system shouldn't be where it's done because that is about justice and the rehabilitation system should be its own system i believe we shouldn't be asking judges to be treatment experts on these things either So what do we do? Right. What do we do? we got prosecutors. What do we do with the prosecutor problem? Well, there's a couple options. One, obviously they are up for elections. Right. But two at the state level. So we have a Republican state. And let us not forget that, you know, we all pay taxes to the state. You pay sales tax, you pay everything else. And to sit there and say, well, it's up to these local communities, hands off, state can't do anything. I don't know if that's the right thing for us to do. I mean, you can weigh in with your opinion, but, of our tax dollars are going to those roads, to those bridges, to those uh, 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 sales tax that people in these areas are paying to the state. Why are we funding the state if they're not going to do anything in these situations? And they can. They can. Especially our state legislature. See, our state legislature, they can do two things to deal with this prosecutor situation. One, they can create laws creating liabilities. For when we have and hear these heartbreaking stories where a prosecutor or a judge has completely mishandled a situation leading to more death and destruction. I think these prosecutors and judges hide sometimes, hide from uh, what their uh, they hide from what their um, repercussions of what their actions are. They live in their little ivory towers. And their security guard probably protected homes if it's downtown or out in the country or what have you. And they never see what happens. They never see what happens to those when when they're screwing up to when they're sitting there and and they're failing to do their jobs. So one passing laws, I believe, to create some liability. I've been talking to a few lawyer friends of mine about that. What can we do here? Can we... Can we do like what I what I'm talking about there? Can we pass some laws to be able to create some liabilities on these prosecutors and judges for when they went away and literally let a let a violent offender out on the streets and then they go out and they harm somebody else? Because if they had bothered to do their job, that person who is now harmed by them being allowed out on the streets, I would say they have some just cause, don't you? Wouldn't you say that they have some? just cause for possibly holding uh, them accountable for the damages they cause by allowing these individuals, these these um, terrible, awful individuals out onto the street? I think so. I think so. There's another option our legislatures can do. See, legislatures are able, the the General Assembly can impeach a Commonwealth attorney if they feel they're not doing their job. So while Soros can throw an election in Lexington and get his favored prosecutor in place, she is yet to take office. We'll see what happens. Current prosecutor, though, he's been a little iffy. Judges as well. The legislature can impeach judges, and they can impeach Commonwealth attorneys. So if our General Assembly is willing to step up to the plate and say, we will not surrender these cities over to liberal lawlessness, to far-left lawlessness, because that's what they want. Because when when you've got a breakdown in people in the streets and everything else, they want to see that because then you can blame capitalism for it. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what they want. When a person commits a crime, it's not because they're a criminal. It's because capitalism society is somehow put upon them. So our General Assembly can step up to the plate. They can pass some laws. They can also start impeaching judges and prosecutors or Commonwealth attorneys that fail to do their jobs. And I encourage them to start looking at doing that this legislative session. Because we need to get a hold of this. This ain't going to be fixed with some new think tank idea about how do we reduce crime, okay? Unemployment's at all-time lows. These are in some of the more populated areas. They have jobs available to go to. They're committing crimes because they want to. They want to. They're shooting each other in the streets and hitting innocent bystanders because they are lawless thugs. That is what they are. You can't give me, you can't convince me anything else. There's jobs out there. There's plenty of opportunity out there. There is a different path available to them. And it's up to our General Assembly to step up to it. It's up to us, too, to now be more careful when we pick judges. I'm going to give you an example. This is in Jefferson County here. This is Shannon Favor. Favor? Shannon Favor, F A U V E R Shannon Favour. Now I'm gonna draw your attention to something here. She is an FOP, Fraternal Order of Police symbol here. And then if you see in the right hand corner, those who aren't seeing this, you see a, a red, black, and blue flag, the and and the R B P P and a black panther on it. That is the revolu- revolutionary black Panther Party. This individual, this is a piece of campaign literature. I received this at a Republican event. She was at a Republican event handing out cards showing the 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 seal of the Republican Black Panther Party. A communist organization Buy their own website. Visit their website. This isn't conjecture. Go to their website. Check it out. They are a communist organization that favors Maoism, that believes Mao had it right. You know, Mao's is killing millions in the streets. And they believe that cops are committing black genocide in our country. This person's running for judge in Louisville. Louisville. and is associating themselves with communistic groups and groups that believe cops are indiscriminately killing minorities in the street in some sort of genocide, and then has the audacity to throw the FOP logo up there. She doesn't support police. She supports lawlessness. I tell you what, if I was in Jefferson County, I wouldn't vote for her. I would never vote for her. I don't know if she's endorsed by the FOP or not, but I tell you what, if I was the FOP, I'd be pulling that endorsement too. And if she's not endorsed by the FOP and she's just thrown their logo up there, she should be sued for that. We shouldn't have a judge just throwing logos on on paperwork like that, on campaign material, when clearly she does not stand for that at all. Clearly she does not believe in that. Why would she, if if, if you believe police are committing black genocide, why would you be... promoting and, and, and supporting the police in the first place. Clearly, an attempt to fool voters. And the fact that it's even put, considered politically okay to throw the revolutionary black Panther Party, an extreme communist organization that believes in extremist ideas onto your campaign literature, tells you how far that's gone. Tells you how far that's gone. And this is where we've got, we cannot surrender these areas. I'm going to say it again. We have to demand our legislature step up. And if they got to, they start impeaching. We have to demand that our judges are held accountable if we need to get some laws passed to partially hold them liable for improper decisions and the prosecutors too as well. We need to look at that. I, like I said, I've been a lot of conversations. It's iffy on how you can toe this line where it's possible to to do that. Is it possible to take away the qualified immunity? Because follow me here. If you have a repeated history as a judge or as a prosecutor for not prosecuting or a judge, letting violent offenders out that then go out and recommit and create more damage in their communities, should you not be held accountable for that? Should you not? Something has to change. And it has to change. And it has to change quickly. So speak out if you live in these areas. If you're the General Assembly, start stepping up to the plate. Start impeaching. Make it clear there's a new sheriff in town. The General Assembly is going to hold you accountable. Because those people, us in these liberal cities are still your constituents. Especially in Lexington, where the majority of our state senators and state house reps are Republican. Because of how it's cut up. Step up, and let's fight back on crime in the state because nobody's going to want to come here. You you guys all talk about wanting economic growth. Stop handing out hundreds of millions of dollars and start getting a handle on our crime. We get a handle on our cities, which is apparently run by morons. Have a good weekend.